And do you know, as I began to think about that, I began to think about so often God does so many things for us and so many things for all of us. And many times we don't look at the significance of them. And over the three and a half year ministry that Jesus had here in the earth physically, that he did many things. He healed many people. He um, touched many people's lives. But in the book of John, chapter 21, verse 25, I, I want to show you something here because the book of John says something very interesting. And I want us to grab hold of this because it's going to connect us to where we're going. And champions, let's read that together like we know it is the word of his power now. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. So, so notice this. The Bible says that John's talking about the miracles of Jesus. And he says that I suppose <laughs> that it, it is not possible or feasible. That, I, that, I, that I, I, I don't know, but if they, all the stories and the things that Jesus had done, if they were written that there would not be enough room in the world to contain the books. And that's three and a half years. But you know what, as I begin to look, there are historians that are saying that uh, the Bible and the Gospels record between 27 and 52 days of Jesus' life. And then it only records, uh, identifies a portion of what happened during those days. And so can you imagine less than two months that there are specific things that happened that the Bible records. But the Bible also records that there were, Jesus was somewhere and there were multitudes around him and everybody was healed. Now that's not a specific recording, but it talks about the massiveness of his healing power. But, but, but he, the Bible also talks specifically about certain things that Jesus did, you know, like in Mark chapter one, how Jesus healed the leper. In Mark chapter 2, how Jesus, uh, the man, uh, the, the friends that dropped their, their uh, f uh, friend down, took him on the roof and dropped the f a friend down. And Jesus saw this paralyzed man and said that your, your, your faith has made you whole, made you well. That's Mark chapter 2. It's specific stories that were told. And then uh, how about in Mark chapter 3, where the Bible says that Jesus entered the synagogue and, and there was a man with a withered hand. And Jesus says... Uh, told him to stretch out his hand, and his hand was healed. There were specific things that Jesus did. How about blind Bartimaeus, how Jesus healed him? And so it talk, the Bible talks about specific things that Jesus did, but then there were so many things that Jesus did, so many stories that could be told that the world would not be able to contain the books. Can you see God's love and how he relates to us? Now, a couple of things I want to share with you today is... As we look at the story in the book of Mark chapter 5, we're going to look at Mark chapter 5, one of these specific things that Jesus did. And I want to go from the beginning of what Jesus was doing so that we can understand fully of what the Word of God is saying. And uh, it's in the book of Mark chapter 5, Mark chapter 5, and as we look in the book of Mark chapter 5, we'll see, um, it's the story of a uh, Jairus and also the story of primarily the woman with the issue of blood. And in Mark chapter 5, verse 21, uh, I'm going to start at the beginning because what I did is I went back and I began to break um, these, this particular stories down 
in the Greek to understand specifically how what Jesus was doing was connected. And uh, I wanted to go deeper. I wanted to understand more. And so uh, I believe that we'll get a greater understanding of how these things work together. In the book of Mark, chapter 5, verse 21, it says, Now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, when he had crossed over again by a boat to the other side. On last week, Elder Achi talked about, uh, let us go to the other side. <laughs> that dude worked that, didn't he? And how uh, the disciples uh, were focusing on what is, and Jesus was, was wanted them to know what was to become. And, as, uh, as, and so now in this particular passage, Mark chapter five, now when Jesus had crossed over again, so let's just say, let's go to the other side again. And by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. Now this, uh, this uh, phrase, a great multitude, great multitude, this is not just a large crowd. And so we have to understand exactly how these stories work together. It's not just a large crowd. See, this great multitude he's talking about, it's a massive crowd. And this crowd is so large that the people that are there cannot be counted. Huge crowds had gathered to him. And they heard that Jesus was returning. And so they gathered at the sea. And, and it's interesting that the Holy Spirit says, and Jesus was by the sea. And what does it mean? Why is the Holy Spirit sharing with us that Jesus was by the sea? And it is because it gives us a picture that the town, the people heard that Jesus was coming and that the town had vacated. And the people were all coming down to the, uh, uh, to the sea to see Jesus. And as they came, they began to uh, push. They were crowding around Jesus and Jesus couldn't, he got out of the boat, but he was still by the sea. He could not get beyond where he had landed simply because the crowds were so massive that they were pushing against him and he could not go forward. So the Bible says that he was by the sea. Verse 22, let's read it together now. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue named Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet. Now notice this, the word behold mean wow. It means that's impressive. And so Mark writes here, he says, he says that, and this interesting thing is that they, they named Jairus, they said Jairus by name, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And so Jairus was a well-known man, he was wealthy, he was famous, and Based on his position, he would have been dressed very well. And Jairus, uh, when he saw him, the Bible says, that he, uh, he fell at his feet. But before he could fall at his feet, notice this, that the crowds were so uh, massive that they were all gathered around Jesus. And you know, during that day, they would announce authority. And so Jairus is coming from the back. And, 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 and can you hear that? Uh, make way for Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue. Make way. And so this massive crowd that kept Jesus right where he was, that were pushing against him, they opened up. And Jairus is able to come through that. And when he finally gets to Jesus, the Bible says he fell at Jesus' feet. 
And, and when he fell at Jesus' feet, it gives us an analogy in that, uh, that he collapsed once he had gotten to Jesus. He was so desperate for his daughter's healing that he didn't have time to really be polite and to do pleasantries. But when the crowd opened up and he could see Jesus, the Bible says he collapsed at Jesus' feet. In 23rd verse, it says that when he collapsed at Jesus' feet, he begged him earnestly saying, my little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. Now, this word begged, it's the word parakilo, which means to beg, it means to plead, it means to uh, intensely plead. And, 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 and it gives an analogy as he collapsed around Jesus' feet, he grabbed his legs and just began to plead with him, come, come, my daughter is sick, my daughter is sick. She's at the point of death. Now the Bible does not talk about what kind of sickness she had, but it tells us she's at the phase of death or in the final phase of her sickness before she dies. And so Jairus don't have time to be polite, but he makes a demand on Jesus. He says, come and lay your hands on her. Verse 24, come on champions, let's read that together like we know it is the word of his power. Now, so Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and, and so notice this, now the crowd has opened up. Now Jairus has been able to come through the crowd to Jesus. And now Jesus starts going with Jairus and as they, as they walk through the crowd that has opened up, this great multitude now began to throng Jesus. They, they began to gather around him. And everybody is shocked, first of all, that a man of Jairus' stature would be so vulnerable that, that he wasn't concerned about his position, he wasn't concerned about his money. All he knew was there was a miracle that he needed in his house. And as he fell down, he made a demand on Jesus. The Bible says Jesus turned and Jesus began to follow him. But as he followed him, the crowd thronged him. And that word, when you look it up in the Greek, it is the word, it means to suffocate or to crush. So, so what's happening is there, they open up. But as Jesus is following Jairus, the crowd closes on him. And they begin to, to, to crush him. They begin to suffocate him as he's trying to move through the crowd. Notice this. Now we get to this woman in Mark chapter five, verse 25. Now a certain woman had a flow. Come on, you read that with me, champions. Let's read it together. Now, now a certain woman had a flow of blood for, oh my God. Now notice this. Certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. Now, I'm going to take you back to the Levitical law in Leviticus chapter 25, rather Leviticus chapter 15. And I want to show you something here. We're going to read just a couple of verses here. But I want to show you something here. That how serious this condition was. Verse 19. Let's read it together. Now. And if a woman had an issue. And her issue in her flesh. Be blood. She shall be put apart seven days. 
And whosoever toucheth her shall be unclean until the even. Now stop right there. She had an issue of blood that she shall be put apart for seven days. And if anybody touch her, they were in the same condition she was, unclean. Let's read it together now. And everything that she lieth upon in her separation shall be unclean. And everything also that she sitteth upon shall be. So notice this, she's unclean. She has to be separated. And that if she lie on a bed, the bed is unclean. If she sits on a chair, the chair is unclean. My God. Now, verse 25, let's read it together. Now, and even a woman had an issue of her blood many days out of the time of her separation. How long was the separation? Seven days. Seven days. Let's keep reading together now. Or if it run beyond the time of her separation, if it went beyond how many days? Seven days. Let's keep reading. All the days of the issue of her uncleanliness shall be as the days of her separation. She shall be Now notice this. This woman <laughs> had an issue for 12 years that she has been declared unclean. And according to the Levitical law, if a woman had an issue of blood, you could not have a meal with her. You could not sit with her. You could not touch her bed. You could not touch a chair. You could not touch her clothes. And the Bible says if her issue of blood run beyond the seven days, this is how she should be treated the entire time. And the Bible says that she had this issue for 12 years. Therefore, it tells us she went 12 years being untouched, 12 years being unloved, 12 years being disregarded, 12 years being separated. And how many of you know that a sickness can take your time? How many of you know that separation can take your relationship, it can take your attention, it can take your money, it can take everything from you. But God says that I've got something for you if you just don't give up. Mark chapter 5 verse 26, let's read it. Together, now. She has suffered many things of many physicians and has spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather my God. So notice this. This woman has a spiritual condition because she's separated. She can't go to the synagogue and worship. This woman has a financial condition because she spent everything that she's had trying to get better. But she's gotten worse. This woman has a relationship issue because if she had a family, that her family could not um, join her or be a part of her life. And so... Uh, we see then that she's, she's in a, a pretty a difficult decision. But notice this in Mark chapter 5, verse 27. Let's read that together now. When she heard the thing, let's read it together now. When she heard about Jesus, stop right there. Let's read it again. When she heard, stop right there. Let's read it one more time. When she heard about Jesus. Wait a minute, wait a minute now. <laughs> Jesus' ministry was totally only three and a half years. But this woman has been in that condition for 12 years. And so she's lived in isolation. 
But on this particular day, notice this, the city is near vacant. Why? It's because everybody has left the town and they've gone down by the seaside where Jesus is. And so this woman, this day, notices that she can come outside of her house. And she doesn't have to worry about touching anybody. She can come outside and she doesn't have to worry about anybody seeing her and declaring that she's unclean. This woman on this day have an opportunity. And she comes out. And as she comes out, she's looking around. She's living in isolation. So she had not before this time heard about Jesus. But notice what happens. Jesus now has turned. And he is walking back into the city. He's walking back into the town. And the Bible doesn't say exactly what happened. Whether this woman went into a door frame, but now the crowd is thronged around him. They're suffocating him. They're crushing him. And as Jesus is trying to move through the crowd, he's following Jairus. And as the crowd moves along, this woman starts hearing some things about Jesus. As they talk about him, as they touch him, as they uh, throng around him, you know, he's, he's healed a lame person. And that lame person began to walk. Hmm. He's healed a blind person. And the blind was able to see. He's healed a, a, a paralyzed person. And that person was no longer paralyzed. So she began to hear about Jesus. And as she continued to hear about Jesus... She began to think about her own condition. And, and, and if he did that for them, and that was their result, couldn't he do the same thing for me? And so the Bible says she just heard about Jesus. She heard about Jesus. How the lame, the blind, the paralyzed were healed. And do you know what? The Bible says in Romans 10 that faith comes by and hearing the word of God. <laughs> this woman began to hear the stories of Jesus. And now she got faith. She got faith. It's been 12 years. And that she trusted man, but man did not deliver for her. And so as she continued to listen about Jesus, faith came. Now notice this. Verse 27, now let's read that again fully now. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Now the Greek says that she touched the hem of his garment or the bottom of his garment. And so notice this. <laughs> this woman gets on her hands and she gets on her knees. And she's crawling through the crowd. There's so many people there that they don't know what's brushing up against them was an unclean person. They're focused on Jesus and so is she. So therefore, they're not looking at what's happening around them. And do you know what? She's just, she's just going and she's just moving and she's pressing forward. And she said that if I can just touch... For she said, 
if I could just touch. For she said, if I could just touch his garment. Come on, let's look at this next verse. Let's read that because this is so important. Let's read that again together now. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I You know, I got to tell you something. See, that's why I wanted to look at this so that we can understand exactly fully what was happening in this particular story. That this woman just in all of a sudden decide. They had come by the seaside. She knew that she could go outside and not be seen by others. And as she did that, she heard the people coming back. And as she got back, she could hear the stories of Jesus, which caused her to have faith that what he did for them, he could do for her. And then notice this. That, that she says that for, 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 for if I may touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. Do you know what this word said, the actual Greek word for the word said is lego. Now, think about lego. A, a piece of lego means absolutely nothing until it's what? Connected. <laughs> until it's connected. I mean, it's just a lego until you connect it together and it becomes what? Something. See, that's where we get our word Lego from, from Lego. So this word just says, but she said, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made well. And so what this simply means here, it's an aggressive speech that is random and it's an extended speech. And so what this woman is saying is that she said, she's saying it like this. She's like, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. I will be made well. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made well. And she kept saying it. See, that's what the word Lego says. She just kept saying it over and over and over again. And as she was crawling through the crowd, she kept saying, but if I can just touch the hem of his garment, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, and if I can just touch the hem of his garment, and she began to declare her own faith, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, and she began to move through the crowd, and when she got to him, she touched his garment. Notice this. When she touched his garment, <laughs> she just kept saying it. Verse 29. Notice what happened. Let's read it together now. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body. Notice this. What dried up? That tells us the condition she was in. Not for seven days, not for 70 days, not for seven weeks, not for 70 weeks, not for seven months. But she was in this condition for 12 years, a fountain. Let's go down to verse 34. Jesus was asking, he says, now, the Bible says that when she touched him, he knew something had happened. Isn't it interesting that all the people that were touching him, but there's this one lady who may not have known him in the beginning, but she heard about him and she believed that what he did for somebody else, he could do for her. Jesus knew that virtue had gone out of him and he asked his disciples, he says, so who touched me? And he says, what do you mean, man? All these people that's pushing up against you, what do you mean who touched you? Jesus says, no, 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 somebody touched me because I felt virtue go out of me. And the Bible says that when he turned around and he saw her faith. He saw the look on her face. Jesus can see your faith. Yes. He saw her faith. 
And notice this in verse 34. Let's read it together now. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of the plague. This word peace, it means the end of conflict. This word means a time for reconstruction and rebuilding. And Jesus said to her daughter, your faith has made you whole. Now it's time to rebuild your life. Why did this happen to her? It's because she did not give up. That she always believed that she could get better. And everything that she could do within herself, she did it. But it came a point in her life where she could no longer do anything else. But when she heard about Jesus, she believed what she had heard. And the Bible tells us that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you know what that is? That is a Hebraic formula. Do hmm. you know what over 95% of the time when the Bible says that Jesus touched someone and healed them, it's the word therapua which means therapist. Mm. And see, notice this. This is how it works. When you, when you are injured, when there's something wrong with you, let's say you break your leg and you go to therapy. Does the therapist do everything for you? That word, therapua, means you begin to participate with your healing. That word means faith without, notice this in the book of James, faith without a corresponding action is dead. So we go back to Therapua and, and Jesus, the Bible says he touched them, but when he touched them, he told them to do something. The man by the pool, he says that, now pick up your bed and walk. The withered man, he says, now stretch out your hand. The word therapeutic, it means that God wants a participant to go along with his healing touch. And so when you go to the therapist, that the therapist doesn't do everything for you. No, no, no. What has to happen is that they give you instructions. They tell you what you need to do. And then you begin to do it. You begin to participate with the instructions that you have, been, have received. And then you get what? Better and better and better and better. Why? And the reason you do it is because you believe you're going to get better. So that faith comes with a corresponding action. And the Bible says when Jesus touched him, that's why he always asked them to do something. Many times we stop so short. Jesus said that, daughter, your time is time. Your faith, has made, your faith made you whole. So his power healed her. But she had to go and began to rebuild her life. Daughter, your faith. You know why she was able to do that? It's because she did not give up. Her time had come. And she kept saying, if I can touch, if I can touch. She kept saying, if I can touch. If I, she was saying that if I can have an action, that I can have a result. And she kept saying, if I can touch. And this is what I want to share with you today. This week as we gather Spending time with your family and friends in the spirit of thanksgiving. 
as you reflect on what you have, as you reflect on where you are, who you have around you, that God is writing a story of your life. And I want you to reflect on that story and be grateful for that story. And recognize that what God is doing is that he's giving you time back. He's giving you your relationship back. He's giving you what you have spent back. Everything that has been taken from you, he will restore the years. And you begin to reflect on that. And I'm going to ask you that. That if you just do four things this week and just make it a part of your life, just as this woman, she did this over and over and over again. And as she did this, her time had come. Her 12-year pain had ended and her time for restoration, reconstruction, and rebuilding had begun. You know what? Number one, she kept believing. Number two, she kept saying, if I can touch the hem of his garment, if I can touch the hem of his garment, if I can touch the hem of his garment. And she kept trusting that as she was going through the crowd, no matter who she bumped into, she believed she would ultimately get to where she needed to. And she kept the faith. Keep trusting. Stay in faith.